It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. And we're back. Welcome to the Team Bear Sports Podcast with Kevin, Jackson, and Tim. The only podcast where we cover Chicago sports and actual bear news. Uh, This week is pretty cut and dry with the criteria or the uh, substance for this podcast. Week one of the preseason for the Chicago Bears wrapped up with a Bears win. up bears there's a lot to talk about this is pretty much mostly what we're going to talk about super bowl bound justin fields will get there oh oh man i just i think i i think i swooned like myself the past out when i was watching him play in his second series or in the second half um so we'll we'll go over a lot of uh preseason uh the first game of the preseason with the bears a little bit of baseball and some power rankings but this is We're in bear season, baby, so this podcast was built on the bears, so it's going to be very bears-heavy from now until the end of the bear season, which, you know... Hopefully is is in February. Hopefully is in February. (laughs) All right, so, Tim, why don't you take us away? What's the first thing that we should discuss with the bears' first game of the preseason against the Miami Dolphins? Well, you me- you mentioned that we we won, so you gotta say you know awesome. Even though preseason doesn't matter, G- good win, especially after a shaky first half. But we 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 gotta talk about what everyone wants to hear about. We gotta talk about Justin Fields, and Justin Fields played played pretty damn good. Maybe not so much the beginning, but man, I am happy with what I saw. Yeah, I I was I was not. I'm sure a lot of Bears fans were very kind of weary after his first two series where he he does a spin move and fumbles. Just the meatball Bears fans who are don't can't see past, you know, a foot in front of their face. Um, but yeah, when he came out in the second half and he was making plays with his legs, he was oh, he just looks like a complete incompetent quarterback where we haven't had something like that in any of our Lifetime, ever, so ever. that was very, very uh, well, ex- exciting to see. Well, you didn't see that. You never saw that from Mitch. You've never seen it again, even just a preseason game. And I know as the preseason game gets longer than, you know, like it is long, it, as it gets longer, you get more and more of those third stringers. But like barring like a random two minute, you know, fourth quarter sometimes flash in the pan, we've never seen Mitch come out in the third quarter and do better. No. And I feel like it was every time I'm watching a game or, you know, I'm watching a game with someone else, the people on who are doing the uh, halftime um, talk saying, Oh, the bears are going to come out. They'll make adjustments. And then we'll have a, a decent showing in the third quarter. It never happens. Uh, they're going to run the ball more, or they're going to design plays that are set up to set Mitch up for success. And it just, Every third quarter, nothing came of it, and it was no, it was no bueno, no good. What did so. we? Let, let's go. Did we see what we were looking for? I think we were. We we had mentioned on the last podcast we had look. We were, we were looking for 
specific things. I think, Kevin, you and I were looking at, is he going to look at that second read? Is he going to look downfield? And I saw a lot of that, even oh, on the rollouts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing that stood out the most to me. Like he, we, yes, and people might go, oh, here's another check down throw. Here's another check down throw. But like there was just a difference between those check down throws. He's rolling right, rolling left. And you could tell he was looking at, you know, looking at his guy downfield. And they work in separation, but he's looking. Like, yeah, well, I well, think I've, there's 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 nothing wrong sometimes with a check down throw if your primary one and two receivers are covered, right? Because, like, a young quarterback might just try to show off into, like, gun it in there, and then it gets intercepted or deflected or whatever, and then, you know, you lose the ball or loss of downs. But, like, if he's patient to realize, like, okay, okay, extend the play, extend the play, wait for people to get over, wait for people to get over. Okay, they're not open. I have to make a play. You know, boom, drop it off to a running back or a tight end, get six, seven yards. What the hell is wrong with that? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, especially, ones... especially if your guys aren't open. If they're not open, don't fucking throw it to them. And yeah, he... I... Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel that most of the pundits or who, whoever is just talking about quarterback play, they just use that as kind of a, a buzzword, like check down where they say, Oh, he, he made a play to the, uh, you know, tight end at a five yard, uh, five yard, uh, hook route or something like that. They just use it as like a buzzword just to kind of make it about right. the quarterback play or whatever it is where you could, you can be successful with taking the, you know, you know the, uh, options that are open and the, Player, the receivers that are out there with fields, they're not these just burner guys that you're expecting to just torch these cornerbacks. So if you had to make the plays, especially with the offensive line that we had out there as well, that's he, he took what was available. And I, I was happy to see that where it wasn't just I saw his eyes on one target the entire time. And then if that person was covered or it didn't go right, then he just booked it that we've seen with Mitch the last three, four years. Did he get two series in the first half? Because it was the, the it was the one series that was the three and out, which was some miscues. Yeah, he had, he, he had two. He, yeah, yeah. He, did th- he did throw two balls that got that didn't get caught. But kind of to what Jackson was saying, it was kind of like that rookie, I'm going to gun this, I'm going to go. He put it in the guy's hands, and it just got – unfortunately, it was in an area where the DB could also get his hand on it. Not yeah, like – that guy made a good play. Yeah, not on a like not on like a interception, but like you said, good play. So you know, okay, first series, and then if we remember the second series, he he did get some points on the board. We did get a field goal. I mean, and that was with a you know um, what two false starts by uh, Wims and then one of the all linemen. I mean, we turned in a a third and eight to a third and eighteen for the guy. I'm like, what do you want him to do? Yeah, and then and then Wims also had that one where it wasn't a great ball by Fields, but any chance I'm going to get to shit on Wims, I'll take it just because we all know how he's been. Yeah. Where he, he jumped, it seemed like he we jumped. Were so like, excited about him too. Dude, yeah. I saw I saw a tweet today saying he does, he he shouldn't even have to get vaccinated. He could just wear no masks and he could go around. He can go any, anywhere because he isn't catching anything. So. <laughs> He's, he's, yeah, the, he's the key. That's horrible. Like, but, does he have, like, nudes on Nagy or something? Because how are you still on a team when you've done the – you've had those discipline issues and, like, you average, like, eight yards a game? And then you have, big, like, you have the you big drop false, in the playoff. You can't get false starts as a wide receiver. And it wasn't even just, like, a 
him and Riley Ridley, the two guys were like, okay, maybe these are some preseason guys, you know, like. Oh, well, yeah, Riley Ridley's not our first sure, you know. Yes, stay away from I'm saying Georgia he had a false start. Receivers. Well, they, they talked about that. I'm going to change the subject for one quick second. But, like, you know, today in practice, they did not have a good practice today on Bears Twitter. I, I Nagy, what was they quoted, did. saying this is a shit show. This is a shit show that you're all full of shit. Yeah, that's what he said. But apparently the wide receivers coach uh, went off on the Bears today um, saying, like, they can't get lined up. The, you know, the communication's not there. And if you're right, if you're Riley and Wims, who, who you're fighting for your paycheck. Wims dropped a basket catch today, a 30-yard basket did. catch. He did. Like, Andy, Andy I, I just want to finish my thought on him. He jumped, like, five seconds too early on that one ball by yeah. uh fields. I was like, how is he still oh, you yeah. even, you don't even yeah. you think you have that kind well, of Well I mean time? we tweeted like, it ourselves. I want the job security wins. Oh absolutely. Like like, like Tim like, said. Geez. He's got something he must be he know, has something on the, the cast or, or something. Yeah. But, so what are you getting at Jackson that just basically we're not seeing the right thing out of our wide receivers right now? No, I think Or the guys I, that are I, I think the one thing it. I think the one thing that might hurt uh, fields going forward. And we talked about this before. Um, like we've talked about this privately. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast is like, <coughs> excuse me, him getting used to calling plays, getting people signed, like, like lined up. Um, I'm, I mean, obviously Ohio state is a very go offense. It, they read off the cards. They might have, they run a non, like a, a non huddle for the most part. Um, so it's a very quick offense. The NFL is not really built like that. Things. It's that, calling a play, making your adjustment, looking yeah, at the defense and what it's doing. Up. Make sure that there's not a man in motion. Make sure like you are on sides. Make sure you don't have, you know, whatever. Like that might be an adjustment. And like, obviously like wide receivers who are fighting for their lives, they need to also be accountable for that as well too. Right. If you want this quarterback to succeed, you want to succeed then you have to step up and also say like hey no the setting the play should be this now i think fields will obviously get it over time it's just the language and the learning curve that's going to take a while which hopefully hopefully it's already excelled uh but this is probably one thing that dalton just has on fields right now is just he knows how to command a huddle and 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 nfl huddle well, and right. make an audible and adjustment and to make sure all of his guys know what i'm trying to get out of this audible what am i seeing so that i know oh you know and again it, how much of the nfl is like like these tyree kills or something like that who have a route they're supposed to run and then will abandon the route with their speed and go to where mahomes needs them to go to yeah and that but that's also mahomes one having a good offensive line Two, if you stay back in the pocket long enough, or you can extend outside your pocket, like eventually coverage would break. If there's a space between the secondary and if you have a, a, a receiver, like, yeah, they're going to, you know, maybe take another slant a little bit deeper and they can, you can hit them. I don't think the bears are that disciplined. I don't think they have the, the communication skills yet. Uh, and that's just going to be something that worked over time. And obviously it's not Ohio state's program or they're not at fault for, you know, not teaching Justin how to run a huddle. That's not their MO. Like they're going to do whatever they need to do to make their offense succeed and fast pace coordinating uh, calls from the line, from the uh, sideline is what they do. They, I mean, they've been doing it since urban Meyer. Well, and so, you know that 
Nagy, especially what we know about the first couple of years of Trubisky, he doesn't like doing too yeah, much training. He doesn't like right. doing training wheels when it comes to know the playbook. Like, I, I I'm gonna call shit. I'm sure that guy's in your in your helmet I mean, microphone but, I mean, like the also, entire. But like game. to be fair, in 2018 they didn't they didn't allow Mitch to grow, and like I think that goes back to 2017 where um, Fox had such train wheels on Mitch where he's only throwing the ball 15 to 18 times a game and it's going to do nothing for him. Like, and then 2018, you know, they would always say like, Oh, he's in one Oh one right now. The play throwing, throwing to class on right as your number one. Yeah. Class on grass or whatever he, he calls it. Yeah. And it's like, if geez, and then like that should have been the first red flag with Mitch, which is like, if he's not smart enough or he's not studying hard enough to understand advanced offenses for the NFL, like, is this guy going to be capable of learning? I, and the one thing I, I liked about that with, with Fields is, you know, the, these young guns who especially think that you're good. I mean, think about it. You're done with your game. Everyone's saying, hi, you know, everyone's jazzed up. You're getting the, you're getting this huge turnout for a play, preseason game and getting claps for a preseason game. Everyone's loving you right then and there. You, you look at your phone and LeBron James just tweeted you saying that you're special. Like, and then to go and like, the day after say, you know what, I'm going to retire the spin move. Basically like point poking fun at yourself because that was a stupid play to do that spin move. I thought he was going to get rocked and then he, and then he fumbled that ball. No, he fought back for it. But I thought as soon as he fought back for that fumble, I had like Jay Cutler, like thumb, like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, we do not, like, I love that you went for that fumble, but we don't need you to do that. We don't need you to do that in preseason. Let it go. Like, like, it, and it just, but I, I get it. And the pressure was there. And that's why it was nice to see him come out and go, okay, here we go. I can, I can make us, and I can get us there for the field goal, not do something stupid. Let's just get some points on the board. Come out, of, come out in the third quarter. And we saw rollouts. We, we we saw what we thought Mitch was going to be, rolling left, rolling right. Look at when he rolls to the right or left. Look at his eyes the entire time. He's looking downfield, then looking for the run. And then I don't know if you remember in like the third quarter, there's that play where he had like that whole, whole um, room of space. Linebacker comes in to crash on him. He gets like a foot away from the line of scrimmage and then dumps it off to Adams. Yeah, it, I remember that one. It, it comes it comes down to like that like and people have mentioned the different clubs that he has in his lineup. Like we never like with Mitch, I feel like it was always just a bullet. Everything was a bullet <laughs> everywhere. And, and and fields like stuff is touchy and and then people might people the meatheads might look at the replay and they might see like a wobbling kind of ball or whatever and it's like that's because he's throwing it with touch to get the guy some more yards after carry like you know and you know it's just it, with time, I think it's going to be great, and I love to see his mobility. I mean, that running touchdown, how great was that? The Hitting the wide-open guy. Uh, um, I thought that, like, just – I know that uh, Fields is such a different breed compared to quarterbacks we've had, but I just – I'm sure all of us just innately thought, oh, that ball is going to be five yards out of bounds over his head. Yep, or, yep, yep. Uh, hitting a wide-open guy that Nagy schemed open for you never happens it always just that's the one we don't we don't commit on and it's just like here we go preseason there it is like loved it love what i saw out of him love that 
Nagy kept him in for as long as he did, I was like, wow. Yep. Like, yep. And surprising to see that he's going to play, theoretically. It looks like on Saturday and Sunday, and who knows about that. But I'm just like, wow, like, this is what you need to do if you're Nagy. I like that. So, yeah, he's, he's given him his reps. I mean, obviously, I think one of the biggest concerns I had um, going into this wasn't from fields. Special teams, I thought, did not look good. Uh, and, you know, the defense looked good enough, I thought. And, you know, it's definitely, I think we can all agree, a, a bend but don't break defense. But way too many long drives. Um, now I get like you don't have your entire you know a roster out there, but you know if they well, get they off did the field, have Akeem Hicks on there, which I did not think was going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I would like to see Eddie Goldman get back in there soon. He um, was on COVID, and now he's back. I mean, I texted yeah, he's you guys immediately he's when the game COVID. started. It was like, wow, I didn't think I was going to see 52 on the field either. I'm glad they did. I'm yeah. glad they put because he. I think the one thing with Mac has not had a training camp since 17. Yeah. You know, and like, I think one of the biggest issues that we've seen with the Bears for their first, you know, week or two, they always look gassed in week one. You know, last year they. And within reason, their the defense is on the field for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play. Uh, so another three and out. Grab your helmets, boys. We're going back. I guess where do you want to go with that, Jackson, first? Because I think we do definitely both want to talk about special teams and defense. You want to just flip it and go defense right now and then go special? Yeah, let's go defense. It's There's more. I mean, there's only a few plays on special teams where it's or, just like a little cringeworthy. Let's do this at least because we've just kind of talked about fields. And before we wrap up offense, any standout players for you? I mean, I, I think we could probably all say the same that Really liked what we saw about him, just about every one of our running backs. Khalil Herbert looks uh, like a beefy Tariq Cohen. Williams yeah. looks great. I know the number eight made Jackson not, oh, not I happy. Was, yeah. I, I did not realize it because I was like on my third beer. I'm like, why the fuck are they handing it off to a backup and quarterback? he looks big. Like, and with those singles, they just wrong. make you look big. It, looks, it looked like a college running back. It yeah, looked it, like it a guy coming off. out of it looked like a guy coming out of like Alabama or Stanford or something. And like wide receivers, I kind of like if I had to say like give I kind of get wide receivers, but like running back is just so odd. Yeah. yeah. Pierce yeah. Pierce looks good too. I'm like what I thought is, Jesse, I thought Jesse James looked really good. Yeah. What and what I'm just saying is I'm so glad and it, it just it's different because we're used to seeing like our backups for running backs play well in Chicago. But if you remember with Tariq Cohen being out last year, our, there was games where we were playing Ryan Nall and it was not good. Like, yeah. How many get, well, they get Tariq Cohen back this week. Um, I would take any of the, any of the people that we saw over what we had when we had to put Ryan Nall on the field yes, last season. It, it, I mean, to have that depth is going to be huge for us, especially because is Tariq Cohen alive. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, I saw him, I saw uh, he practiced. He practiced. He's been practicing this week. I saw someone tweet about like Herbert and Pierce or whatever, and someone like tweeted like, "Don't you don't uh, you don't need Tariq anymore? Release them or whatever." And Tariq Cohen retweeted that guy. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, so. I think you know, I Tariq Cohen's a guy who I want to see succeed. Um, he's definitely like a frustrating player at times because I think they just don't know how to use him. Hey, you let's know, ru- let's run this small uh, running back in between the guards. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, did, it didn't work. Okay. He's five eight. Wow, that's gonna really work. Good job. 
the thing that kind of worries me about to coming back aside from the injury is that if he if we do have all this depth at running back, I don't want him going in there thinking every play he has to hit a home run and he ends up, you know, juking and jiving and making zero crushed. game plays or negative, you know, negative yards plays if he feels like he needs to prove himself to get back on the field or whatever. Right. I really wish he had his 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 shiftiness, you know, after, or I don't know how weird his injury is because, man, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get to it on special teams, but, man, we need a punt returner. So. Oh, oh but, man. But any other offense, guys, that stuck, stuck, stuck for you? You know, I think it's good to see, like, a like a Jesse James. I just mentioned him before. He got a – like, in today's NFL, you need to have more than two good tight ends, right? And – um. I mean, you look at what the Patriots have done for years. Seattle used to do it a lot. Green Bay has done it a lot. And go figure, they're always in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think you, you develop a, a relationship with him and Fields. You know, I really like that touchdown pass, not just because he was wide open, but just like the design play. You know, get some misdire- misdirection in there, right? Nothing wrong with that. And then before they had a big play with Fields, where it was like a um, uh, a regular, oh, what's the pass play pattern? It's blanking me. Um, a wheel route. They had a, they did multiple wheel wheel routes and it worked. And just like you know, I think when Nagy is at his best, it's when he's not getting cute. Well, and know? I didn't like that and because that Andy a... Dalton Andy Dalton went three and out twice, and there was nobody in the backfield on third down and third and short. Again, I don't care if you don't run the ball, but let's act like we are going to. Let's right. Let's, that's let's give that's the, the part I was a little frustrated with. That I did yeah. think I I don't people like all oh, Andy Dalton sucked. Andy Dalton didn't have time to do anything. Yeah. Right. If starting quarterback in the first week of preseason, one you don't have that much time usually to start until week two or three of the preseason, and that's already now been condensed. Um, but you had the two just, convertible just, three downs, and you did. On, yeah. They just went on the field, so like he didn't have time to you know get warmed up and go. So Two I don't very convertible third downs, and he did some stupid play both times. But they but they did open up the playbook a little bit more with Fields, and I I wonder if it's at the connection they have he has with James and the other receivers, or is it like showing it off? You're showing off your Ferrari. Yes, exactly. And again, so, if we see this preseason, we see Fields as much as we are going to see for this game, and it's this, if it's the same for the Bills, yeah. same for, I don't know who we're playing in the third game. Um, he won't play. I, I think it's Cleveland. But but, but if we if we play for bowl, if we play him like this for at least two of them, then you don't get the whole, like, clamoring for where is he, what's going on, you know? Like, yep, you, yep, you, yep, can, yep. you can go a little bit longer if you're Nagy, if you want to go a little bit longer with uh, Dalton. Yes. Um. So I'll have, I have two things to say. I you said all the players. You guys said all the players that I would have said for my choice. So if I just had to put a player that I keep an eye out on or that was pleasantly surprised, uh, would be Rodney Adams. Just to, just because he had the most yards, most catches. We'll see where he if he cracks the lineup as like a number four wide receiver. Just to just to give you a name. But I would guys, guys a five year vet and he comes in from a different team. I think he came from Minnesota or drafted yeah. from Minnesota, and it's just like. But you see a guy like that and then perform like that in a preseason game, 
And I mean, he he got he went up and got that ball because that ball that was like that first like really far completion by Fields that was more Adams I feel like than Fields. But it, like you got to think like again if you're Wims, I know we're just dunking on this guy, but like this guy just comes in on in the well franchise, deserved. yeah, and this guy comes in on the franchise and does that, and you're like, oh, I could I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if like we're in a week seven game and we're a little banged up and Adams is in there. You know, right? I mean? like, yeah, we're right. It's whims, whereas if I see whims, I'm like, like, oh, okay. Uh, There's uh, one side of the field that is completely just uh, not being utilized today. Right. We're, we're not going this, right today. That's who we'll let sure. this mouth yes. breather in. Um, but the other thing I was going to say about Nagy's play calling, you mentioned it, Tim, on the two third and shorts with no running back in the backfield. This makes me a little bit nervous about his play calling because it seems like every preseason it was, well, Nagy's just testing this out in the preseason, but then we see it trickle into the regular season with a third and short and there's no running back or just these right. oddball plays that he's trying to be the smartest guy on the field. Is he's this, not a big believer of keep it simple, is he? No, yeah. Let's see a little kiss out there. Keep it simple, stupid. You have, you've seen, I mean, at this point of the game with Dalton, you didn't see all these running backs, but you think you got... You, now you know that you have capable running backs that you would hope could get get you, you know, an, uh, a yard, especially in a preseason game where it doesn't matter. Why not just try? Oh, it had to have it had to have killed him inside when he like did the whole change offensive, you know, change give up play calling duties. Even if he even did that, yeah. Last, last year, and our media. offense started to work a little bit more because Montgomery started to get some like hundred yard games. It had to have just absolutely just eating them inside. Oh so. yeah, because that's that's all that's all I remember hearing about on sports radio was oh Bill Lazor looks like he's calling a good game. We had 25 touches for uh, Montgomery or whatever. Game. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I, I that's the one thing I do miss is the ridiculousness of Chicago uh, sports radio. Yeah, especially in the morning, because that's when you get all the boomers who get that's, up and say, "Yeah," or late at night. How come we don't run the triple option in the NFL yeah. anymore? The '85 Bears could have beaten the 2007 <laughs> Patriots. Well, what about the defense? What do we think you know, about the defense? I mean, you didn't have half your secondary in there, and. I don't know. You had Duke Shelley and, and Vildor play like the entire first half. And they're starters. Yeah, Shelly is what, your nickel? Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, I'll, I thought they I'll played the, okay. The first drive, or the first couple of drives from the the Bears defense, I was a little bit uh, worried, ben, worried they on. Don't bend, well, they don't, I mean, great goal line stand, Ogletree to come back and right. fix his mistake because he got burned by that tight end. Uh, he got burned by Gatiki, right? Yeah. Well, Gasicki's a stud for a reason. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I I thought he he was someone that stood out, you know, very well. I mean, obviously that's an easy one because everyone's talking about him. I think he makes the fifty three, and you know, it, it looks like oh, that wasn't just a preseason six picks in preseason or six picks in practice. You know, like looks like yeah, he's. I, I mean, I think he, he made a couple good plays before and after that. You know, play that he had Gasicki and. Obviously, over the past two weeks, we've seen on Bears Twitter like, oh, he's stepping up. He's being a leader. He's making interceptions in the red zone during practice. And, you know, when you get a goal line stand, you know, and to only give up 13 points in a preseason game, it's still good. You know, they had 
you know, a goal line stand and they had an interception in the red zone. Especially and, when they play their starting quarterback, they played their starting quarterback a whole half. So, yeah. And obviously I think Tua needs the work as well. Um, I don't think he's a sole product by any means. Um, but like the guy who intercepted, like, was it DeAndre Houston Carson who intercepted? That intercepted yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and like he's always been a guy who's in and out of being a starter. <laughs> And he's going to play. We're going to get banged up. He's going to play. Yeah, he's exactly, you know, he's, he's, he's paid his dues on special teams and being that like backup cornerback slash slot position. And you know, that's, you, you get a play in the red zone, like in a game, like you're going to play, you're going to see the field more. Um, So that's a big play. And I was really surprised to see the dolphins really use Shaheem that much. And obviously they probably don't want to use Gasicki as much. It's probably a revenge kind of thing. Well, and he was the captain. He did the the, the coin toss. Yeah, and I'm glad he kind Make, of making sucked. the guy who got body slammed by Khalil Mack the captain of the next game. I, I mean, yeah, that happened on Thursday, right? Yeah. Um, and he but, gets like, bodied for the interception. Oh my god, he he just looks so bad. I think he has the dumb fucking long hair now. Ugh. He, he, you know what? He he's an idiot in other parts of life, as we all know. Um, and I'm glad he did not have a good game, but, um, yeah, I, I was surprised that they used him that much and it's probably just to see if he is a, like a true, um, second string tight end. Right? And, and Kevin had mentioned in our group chat uh, during the game for us, for you fantasy folks was, wow. Well, after watching the first quarter, second quarter, if you are, a tight end streamer stream your tight ends against the D- the bears defense. Cause it didn't look like we had any sort of answer for it. Yeah. Our safeties weren't coming up on the ball and our linebackers weren't really necessarily picking them up. Um, which Ogletree got burned by Gasicki. And obviously, you know, Gasicki has potential to be one of the best tight ends in the league. And you can't it was do that. weird because I saw Vildor, he plays a lot, and I don't know if this is Sean Desai just kind of knowing and being in the organization and knowing Kyle Fuller, but he plays like Kyle Fuller. Like, he plays the off the ball, let the guy catch, and then I'll just tackle him. And he made some great tackles, which is good, and that's what Fuller did towards the end of his career. Now, at the beginning, going up and making tackles, and we need this, especially when 39, who's not 39 anymore, doesn't know how to tackle. Um but yeah, I'm, it, I'm I'm worried to wear his jersey. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it, he gets back to that. Yeah, it, it it's nice for that, but it, I don't. I thought that that was a big thing for me with the tight ends looking like that because you know how it is. It's going to be like a Green Bay twice a week, and we've always gotten killed by Green Bay tight ends. So it's just I'm nervous about that. I don't like I don't like that that seems to be on tape already. Here's here's how to dink and dunk all over the Bears, and obviously it's not our first starting. But like I said, there was two corners out there or guys that are going to be playing that secondary that we need to step up. And I thought Vildor and Shelly were a little shaky for me, and I didn't like that. Yeah, and um, you know those are guys who are going to be battling for that other starting cornerback spot. Like that's, I think our biggest worry is that cornerback spot on the defense. Um, did, did Trufant play? I didn't see him out there. So we didn't get to see I, I don't Desmond Trufant. Did. I don't think he's going to, I mean, cause I think if we release him, it's $0. So I think he's, 
he's, I think he's gone. I don't think he's gonna make it. Yeah. And again, that's why some one of these guys has to hit. They did, and when I said they played shaky, they didn't play bad, but sh- Vildor was letting guys catch the ball a little bit. And again, just playing a little off. And I'm like, man, it's a tight end, dog. Like you don't have to play off of a tight end. Yeah, you're not going to – don't expect Shaheen to hit, hit you with the burners or whatever it is. Shelly and Fildor, and then they let him play, in the, which which was why I thought it was good. They let him play into the second quarter. They started breaking up some passes, liked it. I, I saw some standouts for me. I mean, some re, some young guys who played well, I thought, into second quarter, third quarter. Um, Chris Tonga, everyone's talking about him. That, push that was he my made guy who I was yeah. Holy moly, we need that. We need that, especially because we're shaky about Eddie Goldman. We don't know what Hicks is going to do. Um, but Dude, I can't I, wait for that guy. Is it just me or the Bears always kind of similar to running back? They're always just kind of a next to next person up at the defensive tackle position where it's if we had this guy for a long time. and Ever since, like, Tommy Harris, who just, like, Yeah, we always have this like, guy. I mean, that, you look at, like, Bilal Nickel. Someone who's probably the most underrated person on that defense. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, well, and then there's another guy in the defensive line that played well and very good for us because it's the the fifth round pick of 2020's draft, uh, Travis Gibson, 99, played really well, and I'm and I was really excited to see that because I'm wondering if you know Robert Quinn plays like he has played and which is not worth the 20 mil be nice to be able to slot a guy like Travis Gibson. Yeah, it was, it was good to see Quinn like draw a holding call and get him in the backfield. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> just excited to see a potentially young guy, and you're gonna. I think you're gonna try in the NFL no matter what. But I think an agent of Travis Gibson is going, hey man, um, they're not they're not liking Robert Quinn. If you can just if you can get some reps in because he gets hurt all the time, get in there, show what show what you got. Maybe you get a contract. Maybe you get an extension. Maybe you get some money down the line because they're gonna they're gonna have a hole at this in 2022. Yeah, I feel like my Tonga was my uh, excuse me was my my pick to click per se for. The defense just and, and the fact that he's just like a big I believe he's Samoan if I'm not if I'm not mistaken yeah, but just yeah he is big he dude just love to see that especially at the, obviously the defensive tackle position but just with this defense as a whole throughout preseason and the regular season and playoffs if we make it there I just I don't want to have to rely on these young guys or guys that are filler people to be the ones who have to constantly step up I think the defense well, I know that this defense needs the stars to play like stars. I need it, Khalil Mack to be all pro. Mack. It, I runs, need, it runs through Mack. It, sound, need, it, 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 it sounds stupid. Roquan. Yeah, it sounds stupid. It sounds cliche, but you're you're totally right. Because yeah, we're, we're so good on paper in some positions, and then we are so thin on the positions that we're thin at. And you like, know, I, I, I was having a conversation with one of our old college roommates, Nico. So shout out to Nico. Shout out, Nico. Uh, about last year, we're having this conversation, and um, he goes, you know, Mac will get a sack, but it'll be in, like, a part of the game that, like, really doesn't matter, right? Where it's like, well, the Bears are already up by 10. It's the fourth quarter, and you guys are going to win. you like, you need that defining moment of a sack that causes a turn, like a, like, like a turnover in, like, the third quarter when it's yeah. tied or you're losing – or you're up by like three or four, right? Like that momentum swinging. And if he doesn't get a sack, he has to draw a holding call, right? Where it just gets the offense out of sync. 
I mean, in his, his defense, he does get fucking shafted all the time. He on does. Calls, he but does. But, like, yeah. but, here's, but here's the thing. If you watch interior line play, like every offensive lineman holds, like to some degree, right? Because like it happens on if, every play. If you're good, it, yeah. If you're a good offensive lineman, you get away with it, right? Because you know your technique, and the refs know who you are. Um, but that can't be the excuse that you're being held every time. No, Unless we the, so... we the fans can say it, and I say it all the time. Oh, look at 52 right now; he's getting choked. Right. Get it. Right. But again, get home. But if it's, if, get but home if, or, or hurry if up. It's the pass. All pro left tackle. If it's an all pro left tackle, he's going to get that call. He's got a hundred percent get that call. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. And the frustrating part is if he does get a sack, he has not been getting the ball like in 2018, 2019, like, you know, they're, you know, more 2018, um, you know, it's turnover city. And then it's more frustrating because they, the bears have just not been able to develop that weak side. Pass rusher. Right. Leonard Floyd. Cool. Oh, you know, We're going to be in a position in games where it's run, third quarter, third down, and you you got to think if you're 52, behind me might be Kevin Vildor, who's up against a Justin Jefferson or a Devontae Adams or a, you know, whoever's Rodgers number two, because you know Rodgers. He, he, Rodgers is going to play, and he's going to throw at Vildor the entire game. He's yep. not going to throw Until it. Until he learns. Until yeah. he learns. Right. So, we need there's there's gonna be times you can't do that the whole game, but again, if there's a cruising yeah, third down, you know, we need fifty two to get home. Mac is not like a big hitter. You know, he's very technique wise. He goes to the ball, he gets the big sack. He's not gonna like break over, someone's spine. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of rough the passing call. Rough no, passing no, he's, calls at he's all. very he's probably our smartest player on defense, uh, when he knows how to use his body. But he is the face of the defense, he's the face of the team, the defense runs through him. Right? It's a one way avenue. And then obviously you have your people like Roquan who, you know, continually get better. And then Eddie Jackson's probably your second. You need to stay healthy though. Roquan? Yeah. 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 He was a little banged up last year, but his previous two years he's been okay. Um, you know, I think with Eddie 18, Jackson. 18 tackles for loss last year. Who? Roquan? How ridiculous is that? He does not miss tackles. He does not miss tackles. And I, and, and, and if you like the, the, the two biggest gripes, I think like with boomers that you see with football is like poor tackling and bad blocking. And to be fair, they're not wrong, right? That's where the boomers have us beaten is poor tackling. And, and, and I think one that's because of scheme going more into like a zone blocking and then bad tackling. It's just because they just don't practice tackling anymore. But Roquan is just a human torpedo. Roquan Smith's nickname should be the Torpedo because he fucking just destroys people. I mean, he, he if he's got you wrapped, you're not breaking out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, like, like I mentioned before, and it's so obvious, but it needs to be said that we need Norfolk's defense to be successful. Turn Mac, over. Quinn, Smith, Jackson need to be the guys. Yeah. Hicks. And like, because, you know, the courts, the it's not in session for Jalen Johnson yet. Do I think Jalen can be a top quarterback? I think, I think I think he'll be a stud. I think he will be. be but like to put all that pressure on a second year guy. But that's the NFL these years, these days. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's corner the NFL with, wide, with corner. Yeah, corner I mean, and wide receivers. Are especially if you're a corner, you getting picked by the Bears second round. Like he knew, he knew exactly what it is. And yeah. especially too, you're looking at some of these deals. You're looking at what just what Jamal Adams just got. You're looking at what uh, the guy in the Rams got, Ramsey. You're looking at all these dudes. The Bears are again are going to have money, 2022, 2023. Right. Go get paid. Go get paid. Go get paid, and you play well enough. Maybe do you get another good free agent who can help you out? You and know? again, you are now in a division with Devonte Adams, Justin Def- and Justin Jefferson. Like, need to be secure at that uh, corner y- position. Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, special teams. Uh, what a disgusting joke uh jackson you wanted to mention it so go right ahead oh my god does anyone know how to stay in their lane on a <laughs> i could have i could have ran for 15 yards on a punt return if i was on the jesus Dolphins. christ they look like seven-year-olds well uh, and like has anyone ever really have we I, I just don't really understand because i don't think we've ever really had a good special teams under chris Tabor. i think the only thing that was good about it was just cordell patterson like yeah, ever since I he's mean, been here, I don't think O'Donnell think has got O'Donnell has gotten better. Um, I saw that preseason game and I go, wow, would be really nice to have Cordell Patterson and uh, McManus. Would be really nice. Yeah, because those guys did some stuff. You know, I mean, those guys like we've always had those wide receivers we keep on the team that are for special teams. And I know Wims is kind of like that guy because they use him on special teams, but I never see him make a play because he's an it, idiot. It, and Patterson, he makes the he makes chicken salad out of chicken shit out of a lot of these plays where he, you know, it's he's a it football look, player. It doesn't look good, but he's not gonna dance around in the back or do something stupid. He, he's gonna get you a solid return when he's he's back there for punts or kickoffs or whatever he's whenever he's in. So yeah, it it will hurt. I think I had him as one of the people I was uh, upset to lose for that reason and the fact that he went to Atlanta for pennies. I, yeah, for pennies. So uh, it, it's I mean, what I what I respect about Cordell Patterson. You know, I was at the game when he was a Patriot and, you know, he did everything. You know, he's on punt return. He's on punt. He's on the punt team. He's on the kickoff team. He's on the kick return team. He's the best athlete in your locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like how many times was he a gunner for us and he'd get a tackle? And, like, he's someone who was a first-round draft pick who understands his role. Like, he's not going to bitch about it. And, like, he'll go out and just play because he's a football player. Um, And I think if I am the special teams staff, like, you are frustrated by this week because if you have bubble players, this is how you make the team, right? Like, you have to show up on special teams. Discipline. On special teams, and I don't think we've yeah, ever. They, I don't think we've they had. Have not had that since. I don't think we've had it with Chris Tabor, and I think that he's going to be a guy that I'm calling for very early in the season if I don't <laughs> see it get better because they zoomed in on him, pissed off after that drop, and now they're not getting in their lanes and all that. And I'm like, dude, that's on you. Like you, you like you are. You have such a such a huge impact to play by being a special teams coach. And it just like, it just stinks because I know we've kind of mentioned on this podcast about how like the old way and we don't want to be those guys and those fans or whatever, but pretty much even we've seen a lot of bad bears teams, but we're 
always been disciplined on special teams for the I mean, Wolfsburg. you look at the Lovey, Lovey teams. Yeah, I was Lovey it's crazy. Jinx. Who was who was uh, Dale Tave or oh, who was our special teams coach? Dave Taub. Dave Taub. He gets considered for head coaching jobs for yeah. colleges in the NFL. Like he's always been interviewed by colleges in the NFL as like a top candidate for the like a uh, head coaching position and he's he's a special teams guru but it's one the players buy into it like if i need to make money i need to go to special teams first and like get a role there first and like when you are consistently produ- producing results and you look at the lovey smith teams shit there were games where they scored more points than the offense did it just sucks that like special teams i know us three football fans appreciate and know the importance of special teams but I mean, most, that's what i played in high school but most <laughs> most casual fans don't even really probably that's probably when they're go, on kickoffs or punts they might be going to the bathroom or getting some snacks where we were so blessed to have that many good seasons of special teams that fans who stuck around with the bears might not even realize what they had until it it's granted. gone now it's like it, hey how come how come we're like these punt returners for the opposing team are getting 15 20 25 yards on average yeah. from these punts where before you were kind of so used to fair catches from good punts from Brad Maynard or, you know, having the gunners going to make it a good tackle or just good coverage in general. Oh, now, when the Bears kinda... got rid of Brad Maynard, that was one of the dumbest things they ever did. With Adam Podlish, was that the guy who replaced him? Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Only, Horrible. Only, bright spot, only bright spot I saw on the special teams was Cairo Santos. I feel like that guy could – there was about yeah. stretch for four or five years where they did not have a consistent kicker. I what Santos he had a 53 yarder and I was, it was a no doubter. I'm like, oh, that could have gone like God. 60. That yeah, I'm like, yeah, that guy God. just he he only speaks Portuguese. I don't care, kick the ball. He nope. could he could tuck me in at he's night. Straight out, he's straight out of Brazil, right? I feel so yeah. I feel so confident with him. Kicking the ball, it's and I yeah, and again. I do too. He's it's been great. it's crazy because obviously the, we won't you know Cody Parkey and then Pinero and then this and Pinero had a winning kick for the Colts the other day. I saw best thing in the world though was Pinero getting hurt weightlifting last year so that Cairo Santos could get the starting job. Yeah, and and, and Pinero was not bad for the Bears. He wasn't bad, but he still wasn't like just automatic like this guy. You got to be lights out. If you're a kicker, if you have a bad game, you have to have a quick memory and go out there and just make sure you we didn't, the Bears aren't going to give you a lot of field goal chances. So, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, as we know, late October, November, the state of Illinois likes to change its weather around. So you got to be able to kick. It's know? nice. It's nice to knock on wood, knowing that that's not going to be one of the major news news points of all oh, the Bears need a kicker like. We had a yeah. solid season of Kyrie. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't want to go. brought in seven kickers, what, two yeah. years ago? Oh, yeah. And, and, he, and, he, and he made them all do the uh, he made them all do the, the kick in the playoffs. He's just, yep. come on. The pressure kick. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about it. I think we're good. Yeah, I like Santos. I mean, it's it's basic things. Like, I mean, I grew up playing football more than you guys did. And... You know, like whether we grew up better than us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's going on? Why don't you just um, say I grew up playing football? What's with yeah. the, the yeah? The, you, you two squares well, over there. Up. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna gaslight myself and fuck uh, you two. 100. I'm gaslighting. I'm going all the way on this. Um, but when you play, like, 
it, one, special teams is always like, you have to be fucking insane to play special teams. Especially in, like, high school. Like, you have to be fucking insane to, like, I'm going to run down this field and my job is either to blow up a wall or catch a ball and have someone down my throat who's willing to take my head off. Like, Tim, I don't know about you, but I am not listening to a thing Jackson says because I just I, feel like I, a huge piece I, of shit. You know what? Yeah. I'm just logging off. My well, I'm, I'm gonna re- right well, I'm going to read the notes to see if we can talk about our next topic because um, I, I read more than you guys. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know why we're actually uh, <laughs> talking about the Bears. You two guys are just—you don't even live in Illinois anymore, so you guys should just talk about <laughs> the Bears. Honestly, I'm still living here. Uh, That's true. Bears are facing the Bills this week. We will be at a wedding, uh, so we won't be able to watch it. Uh, and maybe yeah, all three of us will be at the same wedding. Yeah. Um, the team Bears, uh, the team Bears sports podcast is reuniting. But the first time. Bears face the Bills. Return of Mitch Trubisky. I, I hope he doesn't play. I really hope he doesn't play. I just don't want to see that. He plays and we sack him and we win. Yeah. He's going to play. He's a second-string quarterback. What the fuck? Yeah. I want to see him at, on, on the, at the same time as Justin Fields doing different yeah, offensive drives. That'll be, that'll be good TV. I thought of. That's what I thought of. Oh, they're, they're going to just blow that up. You know, they are just going to make sure that's a talking point. I feel like if... Mitch doesn't want to play. Like, you know, like how a lot of people would want their revenge. I feel like he doesn't. Like, Are, are they in Buffalo? I believe so. Guy's been talking mad shit since he left. It's just like, dude, we are so... Really? I have not checked on Mitch Trubisky. I mean, honestly, it's like some of it's, you know, the media taking stuff out of context or whatever. But I just feel like he shouldn't even be talking about the Bears I at all. I just feel like Mitch Trubisky has a lot of, like misspelled words in his twitter like rants or something or no like, it's it's also it's also the media and he has a lot of the coach saying it and stuff but me i would just be like i don't think that i would ever want to be drafted in uh the second pick over watson and mahomes even though watson has some other troubles but i i, I don't want to ever be compared like that on you know sunday night football and then have my team go out and get this potential super bowl winning team you know, at least defensively, and then, you know, they let me go, um, and then I'm going to, like, kind of talk about how, like, I can start smiling yeah, I'm again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not for that drama. Yeah, I'm like, I, for me, like, even even people might go, well, it's taken out of context. I wouldn't even open my mouth if I was him. Because, well, he, that, yeah. well, that's the problem. Mouth, Mitch Trubisky's mouth is always open. <laughs> There's always words coming out but, of there. But turn the those TVs off no, he, he literally just keeps his mouth open because he's a mouth breather. Well, the thing that I don't like that he said, I get that he's kind of, you know, gassing up his team and new team saying that he likes the coaching staff, blah, blah, blah. But the quote of him saying that he's in a place where they care about his development my guy, you are a second-string quarterback behind a quarterback that there is no conversation that is, you're going to potentially or uh, potentially right. get that spot. You the are reason the why clear number two. Yeah, yeah. clear yeah. number two. Like, yeah, I, I mean. You're behind a guy who could have won MVP last year. So, why, just yeah, shut your mouth. Like, we get that you're happy to be in a new spot, but. They, they don't they only care about your development in case that their golden boy Josh Allen gets injured so just yeah. perfect. He's, 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 he's a, a perfect, perfect to be a backup. He, yeah, he's a perfect backup. 
He's a perfect backup. Yeah. I would want if it wasn't the that we drafted him, I would want him as a backup. You know what I mean? Right. right. So um yeah. Uh Jackson went you went to a DC Bears bar. Can we get the review on that? Uh let's we had another thing on the itinerary first. Jason Peters. What are our thoughts on that? Oh, I I kind of I, I saw the the contract. It's a kind of pay as you play performance uh, earning up to a potentially like a 1 million. I I'm all for it. If they think that it's going to make us better, I mean obviously, you know, probably the same production you would have gotten out of Leno. I mean, kind of So I think of. here's here's my take on it. One, I think if they would have went after who's the other free agent guy um, from Seattle and Kansas City he played for like Oesh or whatever his name is, like who's a, like seven years younger who's going to cost you more, that would have shown that Jenkins is more hurt than we are, like really thought. I think them signing Peters, him being almost forty, like he's thirty nine I believe, um, kind of shows like well maybe it's more Jenkins. of a I'm going to be a mentor for some guys. Yeah. I think it's, dude, the guy is show a Hall it, Show of the Famer. young bloods what to yeah, do. Yeah, the guy's a Hall of Famer. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Like, they kind of need that ass kicker on the offensive line. If You know, and, like, if Jenkins comes back, why can't Jenkins go to right tackle? And if Peters is performing well in practice and in Yeah, just keep season, him there. Keep him I, there. I like it uh, because we were talking last week about how we look stupid because we don't they have it. We, we didn't have an answer. Lyman got hurt today. Are these yeah. guys bare knuckle boxing? And Simmons, Simmons got I, I, Simmons got hurt like, in the game. They had so they have two offensive linemen who got hurt in three days. Great. Yeah. I know and, it's bad. And guys were hurt before hurt. the game. Yeah. Like you can't get your backups hurt because then otherwise if you're starting is hurt like you're now you're just pulling people off the streets i got a spot for ryan null he can go play some line oh man that'd be awesome to watch <laughs> i'd so better I have think, him there than running back i didn't really know you're probably a really nice guy but <laughs> he probably is like he picks up the tab like he hey you need a ride home calls oh, his not, mom every night let me know ryan null nice to you meet know. you probably has a beautiful wife and great kids and everything and we're just here shitting on him sorry man he's like well he's just uh just god awful running back i mean <laughs> ryan Nall, the sacrificial lamb you know you, you can be bad at your job but a good person that is true i think we've all dealt with that i'm um, sure we've yeah but i i i i didn't realize how big peters is the guy is a massive human being I would kind of hope if you're a left hand, left hand, or <laughs> you're a big guy. You gotta be, you gotta be a big Mamba Jamba. You got, you gotta be a bear. You know, we should invite him on the Team Bear podcast, and we can get his thoughts on bears. Jason Peters, so, if you want to come on in, just give us an email. You want, I will. Yeah. If you can't Kevin, get him, email again? Uh, Kevin, what's our email again? Our, our email, if you want to come on the podcast or if you want to send any questions our way, the, the email is teambearpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send a question or just uh, get on our Twitter, message us, and you can do it that way. Still, you still know, no, I know we've gotten no like 18, we've gotten 18 million questions, so we just haven't had time to respond to any of them. Oh, yeah. I think they're all spam messages, but. Yeah, a lot of like penis enlargement. Uh, <laughs> emailed yeah, that 
That's ba- that's based off of what you're looking at on your phone. So I don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know. What... I got I got busted. <laughs> so basically, I I think we're all under consensus. It doesn't hurt to have Peters. Hopefully, if he can play well, stick him there. And then if, te- if Jenkins is healthy, that's great. But mm-hmm. guy knows how to win. Let's just say that. Very yes, true. Tim and Kevin, I went to a DC Bears bar on Saturday. How was it? Um, it was good. It's also the only DC Bears bar. No, there's a couple others. Um, are you going to make your mosey on over there? Yeah, apparently the other one is a little bit more, um, interesting. Why would Um, you say that? Not that always the best service from what I've heard. Um, this one was also a Detroit Lions bar too. Well, that I don't like that already. So, but it's a more Chicago bar. What if the Bears are playing the Lions? You got to go to the, that bar when the Bears are playing the Lions. Oh, tell 100%. Me what's going on. And I and I know staffers who are Lions fans, so I hope that's the plan. Um, At least it's a Lion. It's not the just because they're, so, they're so. I mean, the, I, god awful the, and worthless. The Lions, it's the Lions are our second biggest rival just because of history. But like, if it's a Packer Bears bar, that's just mutiny. At least if the Bears lose, you can still laugh at the people who are Lions fans while you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't won anything since the '50s. Fuck you. Um, but you know, it's a cool bar. Um, it's an upstairs bar with a patio outside. I did not go to the patio, uh, but it's it's pretty big. Um, they did require you to show your vaccination card uh, before you got there. So whatever, did you know, boom, boom, boom. Just take a picture of it on your phone. You're good to go. Uh, the only Detroit stuff that they had there was like a Tigers pennant, I believe, like in the back. And they had a mural on their two back walls, one of Harry Carey and one of Casey Stangle, the old Detroit Tigers uh, manager. So there really wasn't that much um, Lions or Detroit swag. Uh, there was a lot of Chicago stuff. There was like Blackhawks posters and Cub W flags and Bears stuff. So it definitely felt more at home. Uh, but the service was good. Uh, there was a few Bear fans there, um, including the group of four who I went with. You know, pounded some Miller Lights, got kind of drunk and ate a Chicago hot dog there. But I will give, I will give, and do you know what I like about Ivy and Coney is that is a true dive bar. Like it's in an old brick building. No frills. It's kind of dark. There's only two TVs in the main room, one on a corner, one on above the bar, like nothing spectacular. I like it. Something's weird about watching like a football game in a bar. That's like a club setting where it's just like couches and booths. Not a you fan. Have to, have to turn your head. Just I I want like the most blue collar, you know, rough and tumble bar to watch football, so we can all get drunk and yell at the TV. Well, are, but, are you gonna are you gonna go there for the next time you're in DC for a Bears game? Is that where you're gonna you're gonna? Well, I again? live in DC, so I'm always here, Kevin. Well, I was but, gonna say you're gonna be here. You're gonna be in Illinois for the wedding. So yeah, I mean, I, I would like time. to. So the next, uh, there, I know there's a couple other bars, so I might uh, check it out. Um, my buddy, who he's about three blocks away, I think he's trying to rent out his clubhouse for week one of the uh, for the Rams game. 
So we might do that for week one, but I can definitely see myself being at Ivy and Coney for a couple times. If you guys are in DC, like, I think that's where we will go. Okay. All right. Shout out Ivy and Coney. All right. What's next on the docket? Field of dreams. I got to stop you guys for a second though. Whoa. Oh, why do you have to stop us for a second? What's going on? I had some bear news. So this was going to be bear news has been a little light lately. Haven't found anything that good, but did find an article from last week about a, a bear in Southern California who got into a dumpster and was playing around in the dumpster and they had a hard time getting the bear out of the dumpster because he was having fun. Like tossing, what was he like, doing in the dumpster? Like tr- tossing trash around, eating it, rolling it around, be, you know, just being a bear. I just did, I mean, if I saw that, that'd just make my 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 year probably. I'd be terrified. Very minimal first. month. Hopefully, he did this before he saw Justin Fields. If he saw Fields, he's gonna flip the dumpster and act <laughs> like Jackson Junior year of college. But you know, that's a different story. I, I got a question kind of similar, not similar, but related to this. If you see a bear out and, you know, you see this bear in the dumpster or you're at the campground where the bear is flipping people out of hammocks and air mattresses <laughs> or wherever, uh, the, ones that are out and, coops. the ones that are out scraping the siding off of houses that we talked about last week, you see a bear out in the wild. How close are you getting to that bear where you feel safe? Are you getting like 20 feet, 50 feet? Hundred feet. Cause well, I, gotta, I, I mean, I, I got to get the microphone in his face and ask him what he thinks about the <laughs> Team Bear Sports podcast. So I feel like I have to get pretty close. Uh big fan, big Wait, fan. What, I want to shout, want to shout out to Pooh. What type of bear is it? We'll just say, we'll just say uh, brown bear. Keep it very general, very. Uh, I, it's a, if it's a black bear, I'm getting a little closer to it because they're smaller. If it's like a brown or a grizzly, I might keep my distance. If it's a polar bear, I'm not getting fucking near that thing. There's a lot of videos out there, just white people getting super duper close to the bears, just not even giving well, a fuck about issue. how close they yeah, are. That, people are fucking dumb. Would you get up to a polar bear? Absolutely not, no. Yeah. Tim, would you get up to a polar bear? I don't see a lot in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> I don't see a lot in Phoenix. So I, I can't really tell you. Uh, but I, don't I, I, know, I, know, I know there are black bears in Maryland. And there are black bears in West Virginia, but I haven't seen any out here in downtown D.C. So I don't I think I'm safe. I see a polar bear in Phoenix, Arizona. I got some problems. <laughs> there's got, there's, there's, there's a lot of incredibly problems going on. Well, and, you know, just that video that we've mentioned before of a polar bear almost ripping open a seemed to be a safe dome i mean i'm not even if i'm not in a dome why would i even try to get close to a bear so i would say for me i got to be at least 100 feet away i would say 100 and and i'm already i'm already kind of in position to run away if need to like kind of facing away is pretty close see if it was a gorilla i would just go right up to that gorilla and kick it in the face because i know they're bitches i'd be able to stone cold (laughs) stunner and then just slam some beers over its i would actually i would actually run up to it and kick its kids because I know the gorillas ain't gonna fight back. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! 
<laughs> we do not support gorilla kid kicking on the podcast. Take our poll. Are you pro or anti? But I do agree with you. you I mean, you'd be pretty safe. I mean, <laughs> you'd be pretty, you'd be safe. thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think I think you might have more. (laughs) I think you might have more injuries in a McDonald's ball pit than doing that. Because I mean that the threat to your life is just absolutely minimal. I've heard. I've heard if you kick a gorilla, the other gorillas will join in and kick that other gorilla. Oh my God. Nothing but nothing but just class here on the Team Bear Sports Podcast. I think that wraps up our, our bear our bear news for the That's week. That's the bear alert that I got, Kevin and Tim. Bears playing dumpsters. Go ahead and kick a baby gorilla whenever you see one because the mom or dad won't do anything. Jackson, you better watch out. Peter's going to listen to this and just splash blood on you when if anyone listens. Eh, whatever. I'm, I'm pro <laughs> bear, so what are they going to do? I've talked about the polar bears, and people always care about polar bears. Pete, have to pick and choose their battles here. No. They might might even be anti-gorilla. Yeah, they might even be anti-gorilla, for all we know. Guys, did you hear, going back to the NFL, two things, breaking news today. Tim Tebow got cut. Oh, no. I think we all called this. Uh, Those poor uh, frat parties that are going to have Tebow Jaguar jerseys anymore. Did you see the attempts he tried to make on blocks the other day? I heard they were atrocious. Oh, it was hysterical. It it looked like the kid who didn't want to play football, and they put him on the line, and he's just like, I'm not going to hit you. And, like, the guy just ran over him. If I think think Kellen Davis would have been a better tight end than you, then you're pretty awful. And T-Ball is pretty awful. And the second news that just came out, I just texted you all this. It sounds like the Washington football team has narrowed down their choice for a team name for next year uh, to three teams or three team nicknames. Um, and apparently they actually, not, they actually have them. They have three of them. They're going to decide it hopefully within the next year or Can so. You, do you know? No, no. That's the only thing I saw. Apparently, the only insight. Why is would they even be, release that if they're not even going to give us one of the three? I I agree. I know great. who likes you, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, it's a very yeah. sixth grade middle school thing. Now that you're in, now you're over there. Go figure it out. Go over. You know, I will. Call. I will try to drive over to Maryland where their headquarters is at and see if I can get an interview with. Yeah, Dan Snyder. Great breaking news. Just break news. Uh, Dan, Snyder, Dan Snyder gives an exclusive Dan interview. Dan Snyder, if you want to piss off the NFL world even more, give, give an interview give, to the give, no, Air yeah, Sports Podcast. Give the breaking news of the Washington football team to the three guys of this podcast. <laughs> well, Dan, we're going to do it right. So if you want to hop on the hop on the podcast or email us, so the, apparently the, the the team name will represent the entire DMV area, so the DC, Maryland, Northern Virginia area. For whatever reason, I thought you were talking about like the DMV, like right where you go get your license plate renewed. Yes, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. The Washington yeah. Long Lines, yeah. <laughs> 
The Washington. Uh-huh. Oh, why am I here every two years? Washington road tests. All right. The Washingtons, you brought the wrong form. No. <laughs> that would actually be awesome, and I would you approve gotta, of that. You've got to go to the mall out there and just have a, make a poster and just say, we want the hogs, or we want hogs for Washington. Hogs, hogs, true. hogs. That's true. I think we should tweet at Dan Snyder to grant us an interview. And I will go out there, and it could be our first official interview, and I can just be like, hey, we are a credible media source. Team Bear Sports Podcast, credible media source. We got, we got a correspondent out in, in D.C. right now waiting for the yes, interview. Yes, we have correspondents in Chicago and Phoenix. We have large markets. <laughs> you we're, know. All, we're, we're all over America. We can get anywhere. I, I really think Dan Snyder would be the guy. Like, he'd be like, okay, here's the team nickname. Let's say it's the Red Wolves or something. Oh, he's picking, he's pissed, he, uh, he's picking something to piss people off, for sure. He for definitely. Sure. He, he, he doesn't even update the weight facility. So do you think he's going to have a good name? I will say this. Is that, like, I true, like Dan, He hasn't updated the weight facility. Yeah, it's, they're, all their facilities are, like, super outdated. Um, but I do feel like... Dan Snyder would be the type of guy who would tell someone, don't tell anybody this is the team name. Like, like I trust you, right? And, like, if he were to tell me, like, let's say it's the Red Wolves, I'm like, yeah, Dan, I won't tell anybody it is. You know the Team Bear Sports podcast would be all over it. Like, the Washington Red Wolves, boom, you heard it here. Because Dan Snyder's an idiot. Oh, I want to break it. I think we, we have the right media sources to break the Washington football team's new na- change name. So you said it was based off the DMV, and that was the what again? What would it, what a DMV stand for? D.C., Maryland, Virginia. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I can't even like. So your guess being the, the expert of that area. What's Yeah, what's, I've been here for three weeks. Yeah. So what, do you, what do you think it is? Let's break the news right now. Um, I have no idea, but I will speak for Dan Schneider. I believe it will be like the Washington Generals or something. And that's I already, know, that's already a team name. I know it's the Harlem Globetrotters name that they always. Do. I like it. <laughs> I realized it right when I said it. I don't want to hear like I've heard dumb names like the monuments. I'm like, well, that's stupid because the monuments don't move. Like the um, admirals or some something like that. I've heard. The Senators, I'm like, that was a baseball team twice. That's even <laughs> dumber. I've heard one person argue for the fact to have another Nationals team. I'm like, there's already a Nationals. Uh, <laughs> two same, Washi- two Washington same, Nationals? In the same damn town. That's dumb. <laughs> I think Wolves would be cool because the Red Wolf was... Is there a stupid animal that starts with a W? That would be... Walrus? Yes. I want that. The Washington Walruses. And I mean, you already have like a couple presidents look like walruses. So I mean, have you seen what Taft and Trump and like look like? They look like walruses. Yeah, Roosevelt had the uh, mustache. Well, he yes, you you put all three of them together. That is that's what I want. The Washington walruses. That'd be awesome. I would buy that T-shirt, just like a walrus, like trying to catch a football. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, if it's Washington Walruses, I will. I might have to get a second team, but if it's not, then I'll still continue to just not even think about the Washington football team. 
Um, so moving on to baseball, there's not too much going on right now other than probably the most epic baseball, regular season baseball game that I've watched in the last 10 years, which was the Field of Dreams games. I don't know. Did you guys happen to watch any as Cubs fans of the Field of Dreams game or catch the highlights? I think we were doing our, our podcast, we were doing our podcast. I broke the news. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that Tim we Anderson. broke the news that Anderson hit the home run. I should be our <laughs> up-to-date response person. Dan Snyder, give me a fucking interview. Uh, and, and Tim, we're just pieces of shit again. There, there it is. Yep. <laughs> but so it, it has come out that the Cubs and the Reds are uh, confirmed. It was still a rumor when we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get too much into how the Cubs are doing now, just because we all know they that. wanted that. They actually wanted that. Cheers. They, they Nobody beats us 13 times in a row. <laughs> are you so? Are you excited if, they, if the Cubs can put together some sort of team that is competitive? Are you excited at this game, just based off? It'll of be a home game for them because most of the players will be from Iowa anyway. So yeah, and like, what are they doing? Are they like, are they just trying to represent like the nineteen nineteen teams? Yes, like, they're trying to do. They were they were trying to do like the the uh, White Sox Reds, but then they you know it didn't work out, so they did White Sox Yankees and then Cubs Reds. So it'll probably alternate between. If they keep doing this, I'm guessing it'll just it'll be the Sox play a team, and then the next year the Reds play a team, or or they're both playing. I'm fine with that. I I mean, I, I think, think word, I think, I think it was weird to go back to Anderson's to, to get back to Anderson's home run. Like, there's been 15 White Sox players who have hit walk off home runs against against the Yankees, and the first one was Shoeless Joe Jackson. Like that was kind of cool. It was a huge win for baseball to have that game unfold the way it was, where yeah. it was close, and then a big lead, and then a blown lead, and then a walk-off. I mean, right? can't do it a much of, better than that. A lot of opposite field home runs, too. And I love, I love that on Twitter and Reddit, and just calling them the home runs corn shots. That's... I'm oh, the, corn, one that I'm judge hit. the one that Judge hit him, I don't think they've ever found. But... Yeah, there were some absolute just crazy home runs. I wonder, I wonder how the players felt about it. Oh, they were probably hyped. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, even I don't if you know didn't, how, Even if you've never seen the movie, just go and watch it before you play that game. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and like, be so it's something different. Them. It is very different, right? It's like when the NHL does the outside games, you know, yeah. like this is totally different than what you're used to. And just, it was just so cool uh, having the corn be the, outfield there's no people catching home runs or bleachers it's just nothing but corn it's like a, yeah. it's like an old school minor league game it's crazy but yeah so so the, the Sox won that game and then they lost the next two to the Yankees which I kind of saw coming with how crazy that game ended it's kind of like those next two games were letdown games because they were so hyped from that win I wasn't kind of I wasn't expecting them to play well in the other two games just because it I mean, such... you almost you almost won both those games. Yeah, we almost won the first two, and then the last one we didn't. It was a no, uh, not a close one. But currently, the White Sox just beat the A's. They're, they've won two out of three games against the A's, meaning so far on this stretch of games against potential players. Four games. Teams. It's a four-gamer. Oh, it's a four-game series. Excuse four me. Four-gamer. Yeah. So we've played five games, and we are three and two out of the games we're currently going to be playing against playoff teams. And I said I just wanted to be 500. We're above that right now, so I'm feeling good. That's um, where you want to be. Yeah, so right? I, I can't That's... be can't be too worried about the Sox. We're hitting, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, baseball's kind of in that lull period until it starts to heat up for playoffs. So 
I really have nothing much to add about the Sox. I'm sure you guys are good not talking about the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, Grindel, or Grindel is now in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Right? He started tonight. Um, you know, you get him back. Obviously, Luis, Louis, uh, Luis Roberts hit a home run yesterday. Vaughn continues to hit. Um, you know, I think you're three and two. You know, like, obviously, the A's are, you know, they lead the um the wild card and the Yankees just swept the Red Sox today in a double header with a four game series so that's big for them um you have definitely caught up the Astros have slid down a little bit so you're neck and neck with the Astros for that two seed Tampa just continues to plow on man like they, they don't lose either um and I think you guys have Tampa next after or is it yeah, I believe it goes Tampa. Jays. I think it goes Tampa and then Jays, if I recall. They just showed it on the TV that I'm looking at, but I, I, I missed it. Um, so yeah, as long as we get 500, I, the more we, more wins we get over that, I'll be even more happy. But just to get through this tough part of the schedule with 500 baseball against these good teams, I'll be happy, and we're doing that. So not, nothing more to add. I am excited to hopefully sweep this four-game series. Uh, that'd be huge. Because, that'd, be, because, that'd, be the, that'd be the series win for you guys that you guys need. Yeah. Especially the A's being a West Coast team, and we never really play good against West Coast teams. So we'll keep it on going. Like I said, it's kind of that lull period in baseball where it's kind of like, okay, there's the dog days of summer, and then once playoffs start to pick up, then it'll really start going. Cubs are Cubs, man. Uh, finally <laughs> yeah. won our game. But honestly, we just need one of these young guys to start – showing some slash or something otherwise yeah all of the, the young guys the young guys have kind of looked good lately it yeah. seems like ortega has looked good um the guy that we got from the white Sox just got his first career save tonight Hendricks pitched really well tonight um you know again it just just a yeah. bunch of poopy just end it just just end it yeah, it's, it's, it and hopefully we get some signings or something or whatever it is. And it just it, we move on to next year. We'll wrap it up there. Just and the end the misery of the Cubs right now, at least on this episode. And then we'll move on. Any any national news that uh, you guys have paid attention to that you want to talk about over this last couple of days? Not really. Just happy to see preseason, happy to see a lot of the O word around the Bears, the optimism word for fans on RNFL, just saying, wow, how do people pass on fields? How do people pass on fields? And a lot of people's consensus was that he was, he played the best out of all the young guys. So pretty happy with that. Yeah. A lot of the young guys look pretty good too. Yeah. There was no real like complete stinker. I know that it's funny because Trevor Lawrence was hyped up deservedly so with how he played in college and all, all I mean, of he, his... he might just be the rookie of the year if he throws over 20 touchdown passes because how bad that team is yeah and it, so he probably had the worst game but i mean he had i think he's a fumble got, no got sacked a bunch of times so he he's going from a, a college team where he was surrounded by all the top talent in the world and now he's going to the jags where it's just you got so it happens and you get picked number one yeah mac that... jones i thought mac jones looked pretty good and everyone kind of made fun of Mac Jones, but Mac Jones had a pretty good college career himself too. And wasn't a slouch. It's funny how Mac Jones just got shit on by people. And, you know, he had a very, I think 
Mac Jones definitely has a, a chance to have a very good NFL career, but like, and he's set up. I mean, depending on how Belichick stays yeah. there or who takes a spot, he's set up to possibly be, you know, there for a long time and be successful. The one, the one uh, quarterback that I saw that kind of like, not rubbed me the wrong way, but just comparing comparing the performances from this person to Fields was a lot of people were hyping up. Uh, I was going to say Trey Trey Young, Trey Lance, where he he had a 80 yard touchdown. But he did nothing. Other than that, he was five for 14, and it's it just like if you look at the box score and you, like you don't look at the pass attempts, it was he had 100 something yards with a touchdown, and you're thinking, wow, he had a good game. But then I looked at the oh, he went five for 14, and so I saw and a lot touchdown of that. pass was like a 10 yard yeah. pass. Yeah, and there was a lot of yak after that. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see that the quarterback that we drafted, and I don't, I don't think I'm being biased by saying this, had the best performance out of the quarterbacks that were drafted even if it is just preseason but it is just it's nice to see what could possibly be a career bad and seeing him on the stat of the fastest fastest uh, sprint speed of the of the preseason was given to fields or top five and you're like that wasn't and he wasn't even and he wasn't even hauling no and, and the fact that and I don't know if you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about fields, this fact that he looks so calm and he's not, he's not looking to run. He doesn't use his speed to get him out of sticky situations. But when he, he knows he, he has does. That, he has that huge. in the back pocket. He's huge. Yeah. I mean, when they were saying on the, on the broadcast, oh, he's, he's 230, but he's probably going to play 235, 240. I'm like, excuse me? What? It's from all those hills he's been running. It's all yeah. in the quads. Oh God! There we go. Let's put that man. Get that man some uh, gray short shorts and a little a little uh, white headband. Whew. Whew. Let's get them. Let's get them power rankings going. Yeah. So this week we decided to power rank our favorite sports related movies. Kind of going with the field of dreams. Uh, something a little a little simple, a little easy. It might not have been easy, um, but just kind of go. It was, it was right there. It was a layup with the field of dreams game that just happened with the White Sox. Um, so. Jackson, why don't you go first? What was your third favorite sports-related movie of all time? Man, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Moneyball. It's a good one. Just kind of, just kind of like the, the business side of it. Um, just because how do you rebuild and how do you make a team good with a bunch of shitty players? Even though that team also had like a phenomenal pitching staff, Eric uh, Tejada and Eric Chavez, which was never talked about, um, so I will call a little bit of bullshit on that. But Billy Bean is someone who's always had the balls to be innovative and uh, good movie. Yeah, I love that scene when they're talking about guys they should pick up, and they're they have um, like who is this? Uh, who's <laughs> yeah? What's the who's the guy from Superbad? I'm drawing a blank. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, and they're talking about picking up Jason Giambi even though he has like no no home runs or something like that, but he has an OBP Jer- of... It was Jeremy Jambi. Jeremy Jambi, thank And that, there's actually a false on that uh, because they said they got rid of him in 2002. He was actually on, I think, the 2001 team because that's who Jeter tagged out on that miracle-like tag. It was Jeremy Giambi. Yeah, so there's a little. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a obviously it is a movie, but um, but yes, it, Jeremy Giambi was someone who did get on base a lot. And it the was part cool with to you, see that. The part with Euclidus was yeah, hundred yeah. percent spot on. It was cool to get that kind of behind the scenes look at how they kind of changed the game now with OBP and now launch angle right. and all this sort of stuff. So 
Good pick. Tim, what, what do you have for your number three? Um, just because we talked about it, it's my mom's favorite movie, so I've seen it so many times. I mean, it's her literal, literal favorite movie, so I um, definitely wish and going to be super excited for the, the next one, but Field of Dreams. Uh, it's my mom's favorite movie, so I've seen that quite a bit. I like that movie. Yeah, there you go. Very, very topical to the Field of Dreams games we were just discussing. It's the exact same movie. Um, just awesome. When he... When, <laughs> I, I, when he... When the doctor kid, the kid doctor, steps off the field to help the girl, it's just like you, you, every time I'm like, don't do it, don't, no, yep. don't do it. Pulls at the heartstrings, that's for sure. Yes, sir. So my number three is the replacements with Keanu Reeves, where the um, NF- wild NFL, card. yeah, wild card. I mean, obviously, I'm not doing baseball. Shane off. Falco, baby. Shane, Shane Falco takes this uh, heart. You got, I mean, you got the the NFL or whatever the I can't remember if it was NFL or the whatever the name of the league. You got people going on strike and these guys coming in to replace them. It's just one of those movies. Where it's like the underdogs come in and you have the the deaf wide receiver. I don't know. It's just something about that movie. I, I always like. Kind of Reeves in it. So kicker smoking cigs. Kicker smoking cigs. Um, who else? Is it? Someone else is in there. Omar Epps or Orlando something or other. Can't remember. It's just a good movie. One of my one of my favorites. Obviously my top. Very good movie. Jack, number two, what do you got? Uh, a very underrated sports movie. One of the funniest movies of all time. Um, Slapshot. Probably a movie they could never make today. If there's a definition of a movie that they could not make today, it is Slapshot. A minor league hockey team in, I think, West Virginia or Western Pennsylvania. I think it was West Virginia. Um, a fantastic movie. A movie that does not get talked about enough as a great sports movie or as a comedy movie. But Paul Newman in it is just a total degenerate. Like the Hanson brothers. brothers, the fighting, the language. Like, it's not just a great sports movie. It's up there as one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. A funny story about Slapshot. It's one of my my dad is a humongous hockey fan, loves the Blackhawks. Um, so his one of his favorite movies is Slapshot. And I don't I don't know my dad to be like a big movie guy. So you know, obviously I know this is his favorite movie because he probably only has one or two. But I remember he it was on TV at the time and it was on like HBO or something and or Showtime whatever it was on. And my dad was like, oh, this is my favorite movie, and he hasn't seen it in years. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you want to watch it with me? I was like, yeah, sure. And I know I knew there was going to be cursing in it, but that was the very first time that I was with my parents and I saw a pair of boobs on yep. the TV screen. So like that one was the very... First, it's one of the first scenes. And she turns yeah. out she's a lesbian. And Paul Newman uses that against the goalie. She's a lesbian! She's a lesbian! Yeah, so I got that. The guy that, gets upset. I got that uh, awkward, <laughs> awkward 11, 12-year-old. I don't know how I was at the time. But just sitting there with your parents and then a pair of, oh, pair of yeah. boobs just pop on the screen and you're just frozen in time. I don't I, know what I to think do. The best part is getting all red in the face. And the best hot. part is one of the Hanson brothers, like when all the guys are like over the bench and they're yelling, he comes over with this stick and he hits all their heads and they all fall into the bench. And Tim, have you seen Slapshot? I have not. I got to see it. It's it's a his, there are some lines in that movie. I'll send you a line. Uh, one of the best insults ever, but there's no way they could have that in today's movie. 
just the insults in that are just ridiculous. All right, Tim, what do you got for your number two? Well, funny you mentioned the first time you saw some boobies on uh, on, <laughs> not, on, on screen because that rounds up my second uh, favorite or my second favorite sports movie, Caddyshack, and those were the first boobs I've ever seen <laughs> on TV <God. laughs> or, yeah, on on a TV screen. Cindy Morgan is Lacey. What was her name? Lacey Underall, maybe. Oh, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> It's a classic. I need to explain to you why Caddyshack is a top movie just in general with Dangerfield, Murray, Chevy Chase, Ted Knight. Like, I, I, I don't know what else I need to tell you. I mean, it's just great. I mean, the part where the preacher gets hit by the lightning is just that horrible. and just the, 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 the he's playing the best game of his life yeah. and he gets struck by lightning. It's just, there is no God. <laughs> and the, the Dalai Lama, Chevy Chase, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just a classic. It's one of my dad's favorite movies. So he showed it to me when I was a wee young lad, and I remember seeing those. And my mom just like, wait a minute. And I was like, those, no, there's. I remember even saying like, there's no way that those are real. She's not actually naked. My mom's like, no, she's, she's naked. And I'm like, wow. Great movie. So. Mm-hmm. My number two is major league oh just a bit out that was that was going to be my number one but i do have another good number one but go ahead so major league's my number two i mean just the characters in it obviously you have charlie sheen is the you know badass dude ricky vaughn closer who can't can't pitch and then he gets glasses and then there's his badass pitcher uh, and then you got Willie Mays Hayes. You got so many, so many good characters. I can't. Uh, the names escape me. But the third baseman, who's like the veteran, who's just like a big pussy. Dorn. Dorn. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He's he's great in it. Um, you got Joe Boo, the little little voodoo guy who's Peter Serrano. Uh, Peter Serrano's little god that he worships yep. too. It's just it's just a, a movie that is just so quotable. Um, great baseball movie. I did like a Major League Two that the White Sox made an appearance in it, even though it was. Uh, as the, as, the, as the villains yeah, yeah it's definitely the bad guys yeah well um, i think the person who makes that movie is possibly one of the funniest guys and not just in baseball but in life is bob euchre oh yeah absolutely then like, you the bo- it, like if you ever have time watch bob euchre's interviews with johnny carson they're hysterical like how he, he talks about his baseball career they are so funny he's good uh i like the fans of the indians they're, they're very relatable fans where they're just like they're they're rooting for their team even though they suck. It's oh, just <laughs> my favorite line in that movie is too. Oh, when the guy hits it. Oh, it's too high. It's too high. What do you mean too high? Who gives a shit? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Jake Taylor, obviously the grizzled vet catcher. So it's it's just a great movie. One of my favorites. It, and it was one of those movies that seemed like it was always on on like Comedy Central when I was younger. So yeah. I've probably watched it seven, eight, nine just times. Get it out. So, Ball Major 15. League, my number two. <laughs> oh, God bless Bob Euchre. When the when that man passes on, that's going to be a sad day. Not just my, in baseball, but in comedy. Yeah. It blew, my, it blew my mind when I found out he was the uh, announcer for the Brewers. I was like, oh. He's, he's, he's got a World Series ring. He, uh, he's got a, a funny joke about when he was on the 64 Cardinals. And um, I guess they're having a marching band going through the practice before they were warming up. 
And I guess the marching band didn't realize he was actual player, like a player on the Cardinals. And they just thought he was a bat boy. So they didn't take him seriously when he was warming up because he knew he wasn't going to play. He goes, yeah, they just told me to get the fuck out. (laughs) So I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jack, number one favorite sports movie. Number one. I I might have stole your thunder, but yeah, Major League is definitely my number one. Uh, but I will be nostalgic because it is a fantastic movie. And my grandpa went to this school. Uh, it is Remember the Titans. It's Ooh, my sister's favorite. There goes mine. My uh, my grandpa went to T.C. Williams, um, unfortunately, before it was desegregated. Um, if those who don't know, my grandpa grew up in Alexandria, so right over the river. Um, but I think it's just... It's a movie I remember seeing um, as a football team in like third or fourth grade. We all went to go see it. And, you know, looking back at it now, it's one of those movies where it's like it's it's a movie that's bigger than football. You know, it talks about race and class and, you know, how you come together to win a championship. And the scene that always I loved is the it's like the most random scene in that movie is when they're at camp at Gettysburg. um, And the old coach is telling Coach Boone you know, all about all these trick plays. And I love how Denzel Washington has a spoon with just one grape on it. And he goes trick plays and he eats the grape on a spoon, like a weirdo. I've (laughs) never seen that done, but for some reason that scene has just always made me giggle. But um, a lot of, you know, a lot of people got their starts in that movie. Ryan Gosling started. That's like his first movie. Sunshine. You have the guy sunshine. Um, You have the guy in my name is Earl. Who's great. Well, I got uh, what's his face? Um, this he was in this before, I, I believe. But uh, Antoine Barksdale from The Wire is also in that movie. Yep, yes, he is. Um, it just blew actually, my mind when I found that. I out. actually watched We Were uh, We Were Soldiers today, and one of the guys in We Were Soldiers plays the the linebacker Gary Bertier, who actually died after the state championship game. Um, so there is some mistakes with the movie, but they always do that. But if you do look up that TC, I have done this before in the past. If you have looked up that TC Williams um, record, which is online, like, yeah, those guys beat the shit out of everybody. Like, that's not a lot. Oh, yeah. The, 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 that last that, game that was close, they actually, like, beat the shit out of them. Yeah, like, there was no reverse touchdown to win it. They yeah. won, like, 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they dominated everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's not Hollywood. And another great thing about Remember the Titans is I think I've probably seen that movie five, six, seven times as a as like a day in school where they just wheeled in the the TV or yep. put it on and as you're a like let's go, all right. I ain't got a great shit movie today. It really is. And great soundtrack. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Uh, I guess Jackson took your number one. Um, I, I can pivot. I mean, this right. is Chicago Bears. Kevin took mine. Yeah, there is a Chicago Bears sport. This is Chicago Bears uh, sports podcast. So why not? If, if we're going to talk about tear jerkers and field of dreams, how could you be a grown oh. man and not cry during Brian's song? I still I've yeah. never seen Brian's song. Oh, my oh. God. I love Brian Piccolo. I love you, Brian Piccolo. Uh, honorable mention goes to Happy Gilmore because it's just hilarious. So. Uh, so uh, my number one is not based off of how good the movie it is, just based off of what move, what sports movie I had the most 
enjoyment watching. And that movie is Little Giants. I don't oh, know. I love that movie. So literally, yeah, Little Giants is my favorite movie. It's I remember like the Sandlot of football right there. It's we. It's one of those movies that when we were we would go to the video store to rent it to rent movies. I would get it multiple times. I would get it, return it, come back a week later, get it again. It's just like the the kid, the receiver who had to pretend that uh, toilet paper rolls were being thrown to him, or else he couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> You had uh, Ice Box, obviously. Runs, Ed O'Neill runs out the uh, the back window into the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made like a they made a different they made like an almost exact replica of that movie, but with soccer called the uh, the Big Green, which I liked as well. Yeah, I remember the Big I Green. Seen, yep. Oh yeah. Yep. There's somebody they had that little like nerdy turtle looking character who put the fault like the. Uh, antacid in his mouth to make him foam to like, scare the offensive line. Just so many classic memories that I remember. Yeah, that watching weird that. kid with like the impounded chest. He's like, "You talking to me?" <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's, that's, that's the kid I'm talking about. As <laughs> the turtle-looking kid. And, and then you had the best, the best play of all time: the annexation of Puerto Rico to win the game, where it just made no sense, but they still won. You rang. <laughs> What's that? But, the fat kid who had like a, a sandwich in his helmet and they thought he was bleeding, but it was just a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> or how they all share a cup. Well, and then you have the, the, uh, the, the kid who moves the next door or whatever that, uh, super stud kid, he plays on the giants and then he just goes to the good team just in the middle of the movie. So uh, I just hate that what's kid. His name? Like he, he carries a fridge off a moving truck. Oh my Spike. God. Spike, I mean, Spike will play with girl. Spike gets ball. Yeah, kid's a Neanderthal. He probably made it to the NFL. Probably not, but. Well, I, I just like how it's <laughs> Urbana, Ohio. Like, that just sounds like an Americana football. Oh, and like, oh, and I forgot, obviously, the head coach. It's, you have Ed O'Neill as one coach, and then you have, what's his face, from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as the opposing coach for the Giants. Oh, God, what's his name? Morris, Rick Morris, Rick Morris. Yep. Yeah. So that's my, that's my number one. And then honorable shout outs to air bud one and two. I didn't watch any air buds after football and basketball. Air bud so. two was a tearjerker because the dog got tackled and I thought he broke his back. The original air bud died like after the first one. Well, good thing there's more than one golden retriever out there. Uh, you know, if you go on Hulu, they have streaming air bud in space. Um, what need, puppies in space. What needs to be done is just a complete remake of all the Air Buds, but replace the Gold Retriever with a bear, name it Air Bear, and have a bear play all the sports that Bud Imagine a bear playing basketball. I'd pay so much money to see that. <laughs> basketball, soccer. They're, they're bear and ho- for this. A bear in hockey would be pretty funny. Put it skates on a bear. <laughs> I'm sure in Russia there's some that they can, they can figure oh, it they, out. They, they'd figure it out 100%. Make him an enforcer. Guy comes take a swipe at your player. He comes in there and fights. All right. Well, with that, I think that wraps up this episode of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. You can check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you'd like to find your podcast. You can always email us at teambearpodcast at gmail.com to shoot us any questions. Or if, you, if you want to throw us an email on that or contact yeah. Jackson directly, totally yeah, fine. Slide, I, yeah, I might tweet at him. Slide into our DMs, Dan Snyder. We'll help you out with that team name. Uh, other than that, that is it for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Team Bear, out. Bye-bye, guys. Go Bears.
Go Bears. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!